Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. Welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is episode 622, and I have my new friend Sarah Long here. Sarah is the mother of two college students and one elementary schooler. Her cookbook, College Cooking 101, Fast Food Without a Kitchen, is sold nationwide. It has been featured in both Food and Wine Magazine online and on podcasts internationally. Sarah is a regular food columnist for the Gazette Mail newspaper and has been a recurring featured chef on a news program on WSAZ-TV in West Virginia. Virginia. Welcome, Sarah. It's great to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me on. I am super excited to talk to you because as I mentioned to you before I hit record, I have a college son and two more soon to be on their way. And I am excited to hear how kids can um, eat well in their dorm room when they don't have a kitchen. Because as we were talking about, I think that in all the things that kids and their parents are considering and trying to think of and plan for when they prepare to leave to go to college, they're thinking about packing and classes and schedules and this and that and transportation and whatever they're getting books and everything. I, I don't hear a lot of kids or parents talking about how their diets will change because either what they're used to eating will not be available or it will be made differently than home. But as you and I talked about, we heard, we, we hear a lot of after the fact, like a couple of weeks into the school years, the kids are saying, Oh, I miss, I'm homesick. I miss my mom's cooking. The snacks I'm used to aren't here and all this stuff. And, so I, I can't wait to talk more about this. You know, the other problem is just the availability of food. You know, they have to wake up like an hour early to eat breakfast because they have to, you know, get dressed and travel to eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. Maybe their class is in the opposite direction. So they don't want to get up an hour early. Sleep's pretty precious to a college student. And so they're just skipping breakfast, which is never good because you want their brain to have some protein before they go into class. Mm-hmm. So, so it is something that we don't think about as parents. You know, we need to equip these kids with what they need to be able to succeed for the day. Absolutely. So you have come up with some pretty cool hacks for how to make stuff in a dorm room when you don't have a kitchen. So can you share some of your favorite ones? 
The first thing you need to do is determine what do you have available to you in your dorm room. You know, one of the things I say in my book is most kids have a Keurig or a coffee maker in their room where they're allowed to have one. And so you've got a hot water source. So you can make all kinds of things with hot water, you know, soups, um, oatmeal. You know, there, there's a whole bunch of things that you can make just with the hot water. So think about what you have. The other thing that's really common in a dorm room is a microwave. I know my daughter went to a large out-of-state university. There was a microwave in their room just provided. Now, my son had to rent one. But most kids have access to a microwave and you can make all kinds of things in the microwave, um, healthy things, eggs, omelets, um, you know, protein. Um, you can make beans and have a bean enchilada. So so think about what do you have access to and, and what can, what kind of heat sources do you have access to and what can you do with that? That's so creative. I absolutely love that. What are some of the favorite foods that your kids made when they went away to school? Well, my kids love, now they brought a blender and I've never heard of a college dorm that did not allow a blender. It's a mm -hmm. basic, you know, it's not something that's going to take up too much electricity or cause a fire. Um, and so my kids love to do things on the go. So, you know, get up two minutes early instead of an hour early and make a smoothie, take some Greek yogurt and some fruit. Um, and then, you know, buy a bag of muesli or some oatmeal or something to sprinkle on top and make something on the go that you can put in your thermos and drink on the way to class or lunch. You know, you don't have time. A lot of my, a couple of my kids, you know, certain days of the week, they don't have time for lunch. They've got these classes that overlap. They just don't have time. So do something in your room and take it on the go. I love that idea. And I think oftentimes you can even get some of the ingredients to make stuff in your dorm at the cafeteria. Like you can get yogurt Absolutely. in a container and just bring it back to your room with you. Absolutely. And, and what I tell my son, you know, don't leave the cafeteria without grabbing something, whether it's a banana or an mm -hmm. apple or, you know, something to put in the room or stash in your fridge for later, because you never know when you're going to need that snack. And I remember when I was in school compared to when I was in college compared to when my son went to college, when we were even looking at different colleges when he was in high school, the, one of the things that surprised me is how the meal plan works now. When we were in, when I was in college, we had a set amount of money that you could purchase for the meal plan for the semester. And it was, you know, there were different tiers, but when you went to get your meal, you checked out almost as if you were at a restaurant or a store where they would charge you for each item. So if you were really super hungry, then you might run out of money by the end of the week and it renewed each week. So you were kind of, you kind of still had to be super careful with the way you used your food money. But then I noticed when we were touring for my, with my son, the meal plans in many schools seem to be, it's a meal swipe. So if you're in the cafeteria and you want to get three meals worth of food, you can, and then you have a limited number of dollars to spend at Starbucks or some fancier places. 
But I think that's pretty cool because if you want to bring home a banana or yogurt or whatever other things to have some food on hand in your room, you're not limited the way I remember in college. So it's pretty cool. Absolutely. And the other thing that I was thinking of when you were saying that was usually there's like a... um, all access where you, you know, you pay a, a pretty large amount and you can go as many times as you want. And then there's like a tier down. Maybe you have, it's a, it's a 14 meal during the week and really consider and challenge how many meals are your kids really eating in the cafeteria? Because most kids are not eating breakfast every day. I can tell you most college students, they want to sleep. They want to get up at the last possible minute. So are you really getting your money's worth? Would it be cheaper to downgrade the meal plan a little bit and have them cook a little more in their room? That is a very, very smart idea because I know my son did not like you're saying, he did not, he's a sophomore now, but last year he did not make it to the cafeteria for breakfast. It was also weird last year because of the pandemic. So the cafeteria wasn't available, wasn't open to eat in. So it was only takeout. So he was not getting up early to trudge over to the dining hall, get some food and then carry it to his class. It just wasn't happening. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So he often... He often would eat two lunches, you know, get double the amount of lunch and then spread it out to later in the day instead of doing anything about breakfast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very common. But it's a really great idea to, to think about those kind of things that you can make in your room and that you like to eat and then just, just get, grab it when you're at the cafeteria. Right. Absolutely. And even like, you know, ketchup packets and cracker packets and things, Mm. you know, you can get everything to make a meatloaf except the ground beef in the cafeteria. You know, the Mm -hmm. crackers and the mustard and the ketchup and Mm -hmm. a little bit of green pepper from the salad bar and onion and, you know, get everything you need. And then you can um, make meatloaf in a mug in the microwave when you get back to your room. So think about you have to kind of plan. It's really cool. That's a yeah, that's, cool that's idea. Recipes in my book is is the meatloaf on a mug because um, think about what can you use from the cafeteria that's so you don't have to buy all these ingredients and store them in your room. Right, because also even if you had access to a grocery store, which many college kids do, you still, especially when you're in a dorm, have a very tiny fridge with an even tinier freezer. So mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. like you can just go stock up for a week or two, a week's worth or two weeks worth of food because you have nowhere to keep it. Right, right. So you have to be careful what you you purchase. Mm -hmm. So do you find in your travels or the people that you've spoken to who have, uh, whose kids have used your book, do you find that, does it take the kids... Because I'm imagining it takes some trial and error. Does it take a lot of advanced planning to to live this kind of life where you can make stuff in your room? Or do they kind of just figure it out and get into the flow? I'd say it takes a little bit of planning. Because you've got to get the, have the ingredients on hand. But, you know, now in today's world of Instacart... 
you know, you just get on your phone and, and order what you want and it's delivered. So, so it's think true. about what you want and put it right in the app and it's delivered right to their dorm room. So I think in this day and time, it's easier than ever for these kids to be able to eat and get what they want delivered. So let's talk a little bit about something you mentioned before we hit record. You've seen or heard of um, parents saying, oh, my kid is, has been in school for a couple of weeks and they're having a terrible acne breakout or something like that. Right. What's I, that I mean, coming from? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, diet, the diet changes, you know, these kids at home, you know, when we were controlling what they were eating and fixing food and making them eat a little bit of salad. And, you know, now they're on their own and they're eating a lot of junk because a lot of these cafeterias are providing pizza all the time. All the time. Yeah. And then they're ordering pizza. Yes. Um, They're doing that too. Mm -hmm. And then Starbucks, they're getting, you know, just the sugar content that's going (sighs) into it goes right through the roof because yeah. they've got the access and mm-hmm. and they're not it's not being controlled the way it was when when they were at home and so yes I mean you'll see the kids get sick a little more easily uh, their skin becomes um, you know you can get acne and, and issues with the skin and a lot of that is diet mm-hmm. so true I know that when my son came back he probably gained about ten pounds during his freshman year and he was eating garbage and he was eating tons of sandwiches and, you know, just whatever he could grab. And, um, but when he came home and he's resistant to vegetables and he says, lettuce tastes like dirt and, you know, (laughs) all kinds of goofy (laughs) stuff. But when he came home, he was articulating and verbalizing that he understood, he realized that his diet did not serve him well. And so he spent this summer after freshman year trying, like if he ate a hoagie for lunch, he would ask for lettuce on it instead of just meat and cheese. So he was trying to, you know, bring in some slightly healthier choices. And uh, I talked to him about how it, it is a challenge to 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 put yourself kind of behind the eight ball and eat all that junk and gain weight that you don't want and now you have to try to get it off it it it's a, a bit of a challenge and it's certainly doable but you do have to make some better choices with your food and fortunately for him he's in on campus housing but it's more like an apartment that he shares with roommates. So they have a stove, they have a full size fridge, they have a sink to wash their dishes. So, and now he's able to make some meals on the stove and in the oven. And so it's easier for him now, but yeah, if I had known about your book last year, it probably would have been easier to transition from home to school with some healthier choices. Yeah, I think, you know, when they go to college, they're learning so much more than the classes that they're taking. Oh, and so whole, much. Yes. And it's, you know, they're learning socially how to get along or learning independence, but nutrition wise, you know, what a similar situation between your son and my daughter, when she went away, she gained the freshman 15 and then came back for an internship during the summer. And the weight just 
was pouring off because she started eating what I was cooking again, not mm-hmm. eating fast food and having pizza every night. And, and she realized too, wow, you know, this is, you know, it really, I didn't realize how much weight that ordering food and having all this junk can, can put on you. And then how quickly it can come off, especially when you're young, it comes yeah. off so quick um, <laughs> when you eat correctly. And that's part of, what what they're learning it's so true and i think oftentimes when our kids are living at home and we're trying to if we're trying to cook healthy meals balanced meals provide access to healthy choices and healthy food they our kids don't understand that because they have nothing to compare it to exactly but then when mm-hmm. they go to college and the world is their oyster in terms of access to whatever they're eating. Then they suddenly have an opportunity to see what a more balanced, healthy diet does to them versus carbs all the time and fried food and junk all the time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's really fascinating, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. So have you ever heard from any of your readers or any of your viewers or audience members, what their favorite recipes are in your book? You know, I just um, received a Facebook message from a mother who had bought my book. I, I did not know this person. And they had sent me a message that they had gotten the book for their daughter for graduation, for high school graduation. And they weren't sure if the daughter was even going to use it. But she um, and her roommate decided they were going to make one of the little um, crock pot recipes. It was buffalo chicken dip. And they were going to use it to... Um, make friends. They were having trouble making friends on the dorm. So they said, everybody on the floor, come on over and, you know, let's have this buffalo chicken dip and watch TV. They, you know, whatever was on TV that night. And so um, the mother was like, I just want to thank you because she met everybody on the floor that night. And now they're going to do it every week. They're going to pick a recipe. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, food does bring people together. Absolutely. And what, that's so brilliant. Uh, So many kids go to college and if they're not involved in some activity inside of the college right away, they struggle meeting friends and especially with the pandemic. I've heard from so many kids who have had trouble connecting and making friends. What a brilliant idea to make something for your, the kids on your floor in your dorm. That is That's brilliant. I love it. Well, you know, and college dorms are different. When I was in a college dorm, everybody left their door open and there was a phone that everyone, you know, that you were listening for and everything was kind of open now. Everything's locked up. I mean, these Mm -hmm. kids are in their rooms with the door closed. The doors Mm -hmm. don't stay open. Mm -hmm. And so it is difficult to meet even who's next door to you. Mm -hmm. So you have to have something to bring them together and to meet people. I absolutely love that. So, you know, you mentioned the the mug meatloaf, which is theoretically a single serving thing. But then buffalo chicken dip in a crock pot is definitely a group item. Mm -hmm. So I can I can envision this woman and her daughter, not her, her and her daughter, but her daughter and her 
people on her floor, her classmates, her dorm neighbors, developing this thing, like you said, doing it every week. And then maybe everybody makes their own food and comes together, or maybe they take turns making a group item or something and sharing it with each other or some combination. What a fun way to bond with the people in your dorm. That's really, I love that. It's much healthier than everybody order pizza and and cheaper, cheaper for sure. Much cheaper, much Uh cheaper. Because then you're only buying the ingredients once every however many weeks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're only having to do the work once every few weeks instead of all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Awesome. That is just so cool. So is there any other thing that you would like to share with my audience while we're here together? Is there anything I haven't really covered? I think, you know, the the thing is when you're, when you're trying to cook in a dorm room, make sure I always tell everyone, make sure to look at the housing website to see what's not allowed. Usually Mm -hmm. they'll tell you what's not allowed. Um, Some of them say, don't bring a toaster oven, but you can bring a pop-up toaster. You know, they're very specific about what Mm -hmm. not to bring. And then anything else is fair game. So, um, so look at that. And that's a really, really good starting place for when, you know, when you're thinking about what, what can I cook? What kind of appliances can I bring? Start really there. smart. I love that. I, th- I think I remember my son's school saying they couldn't bring um, an electric hot plate, you know, to heat up water or something. So right. yeah, there are certain things that they really don't want. And certainly we don't want our kids being at risk of burning down the dorm building. So we definitely have to honor whatever their requirements are at each school. Exactly. But but like you said, a blender, there's no heat involved. It's just a little electricity, like a hairdryer. Right. And a Keurig. I mean, I've never heard of a school that wouldn't allow at least those two things and microwave. If if they don't have microwaves in their room, they've usually got it on the floor or Mm -hmm. some kind of access to Mm -hmm. This is awesome. I'm so glad we had this chat today and you shared so many really cool ideas. And I hope everyone runs out and buys a copy of your cookbook for their college kids or soon to be college kids. I know I'll be getting one for my kids. Well, probably both of them. Um, Where can they find your book? And where books are sold, of course, on Amazon, walmart.com, Barnes and Noble, um, anywhere books are sold. Awesome. And then where can they find you if they want to connect with you, ask you questions or whatever they want to do? I'm on Facebook. It's Sarah H. Long author and Instagram uh, college cooking 101 book. And I'm also on Twitter, Sarah H. Long one. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for this time. It was so fun talking to you and my mind is racing with different kinds of ideas to uh, share with my college son. I hope it was helpful, Erin. Thanks so much for having me on. Sure. So that wraps up today's episode. Wherever you are in this world, I hope that you will make it a creative day for yourself. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. 
Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to Aaron at Aaron-Taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.